0: Welcome to the Covenant Women Podcast with Dr. Adonica Howard Brown, your on demand source for Holy Ghost filled preaching and teaching. You bring blessing everywhere you go. You bring freedom. You bring liberty. Out of your inmost being will flow rivers of living water. Be refreshed, encouraged, and strengthened as you hear the word today. I just wanted to share with you our vision for Covenant Woman which we shared a bit um, two years ago. <laughs> um, women, covenant women are women standing on the word and walking in the blessings of their personal covenant with Almighty God, seeing ourselves through His eyes. Ephesians 6 and verse 10 says, Finally, my sisterin <laughs> it says brethren, but that means us too, be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Not the arm of the flesh, but His might. Faith and trust in Him and His covenant with us through Jesus Christ. Then First Peter 3, 4 says, but it let, let it be the inward adorning and beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit, which is not anxious or wrought up, but is very precious in the sight of God. So beauty from within, a gentle, peaceful spirit, not anxious, not wrought up. And the only way that you can have that peaceful spirit is if you have absolute faith in God, trusting His Word, trusting His plans for us, trusting in Him, knowing that He's on our side and working on our behalf. So we covenant women, we are women together, building a strong relationship with God, building strong relationships with each other and others, building strong marriages, building strong families, developing our gifts, investing in His kingdom, building His church, and increasing and expanding His kingdom, amen. So that's who we are, we are Covenant Woman. Can we, did we, we already ran the little Covenant Woman clip, right? Yeah, we did. Okay, I won't do that again because we've had so, much, so, many, so many clips and so much going on tonight. So we'll run some of the other, stuffs, stuffs, the other stuff in the next few days. Let's just pray and let's go to the Word. Father, we just thank you for everything that you've done and everything you're doing and everything you're going to do. Thank you for what you've done tonight already. And thank you, Lord, again, that you touch the ladies in here, that you touch the ladies watching. And Lord, even those that are watching perhaps later at another time, watching these, these meetings. I thank you, Father, that there is no distance in the realm of the Spirit. There's no time in, in your realm. So I thank you, Father, that you can reach out and that you can touch them wherever they are and whatever that they need, that you can meet them at the point of their need, that you can, you can completely revolutionize them, change them, rearrange them, And Father, I thank You for every lady that has come this week. I thank You, Lord, that for whatever that they need, that You'll give it to them. Father, I thank You that You will answer their questions. I thank You that You will open doors for them. I thank You, Lord, we take authority over every foul demonic force that's coming against them, coming against their family, coming against their business. In the name of Jesus, we bind it, we render it completely powerless and ineffective. But I thank you, Father, that you strengthen them. Let this, let this be days of being strengthened in you, Father. Strengthened in you so that when they leave here, they leave encouraged and they leave empowered and they leave ready to face everything that's in their future. And we just thank you for it, Lord. We just thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you are, are a good husband to us. You are a good father to us. Thank you for loving us. Thank you that we are the apple of your eye, that we are so precious and valuable to you. Thank you that you, we are priceless because of what you see in us. We are priceless because of what you've done for us. We are priceless because of what you do in us. And I thank you, Lord, that it's, we are so honored that you would even use us and flow through us to touch others. And we thank you. Lord, thank you that you will make us priceless in this world and precious and precious. Because we are just like you, we are made in your image, we belong to you, we belong in your family, and thank you that, Lord, that I don't care what the world says, I don't care what anybody else has said, I thank you that each and every one of us is precious and we are priceless, and we thank you for it in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said, amen. So I had so many things I wanted to share on, I'm sure... A lot of you ladies can probably, probably relate a bit to that, like, I've only got five meetings, <laughs> and um, so it's like, what do we do here? But anyway, so we'll be working on doing some more podcasts and things like that and putting some more teachings out, but I had the, the word ca- come to me. I woke up with it, and the word agent, the word agent, so we're going we're gonna to go through s- You'll see what I'm going to do right now, but anyways, but we're going to to do A-G-E-N-T, and we're going to talk about being an agent. So, I want to tell you about, about you, that you're an agent. An agent is a person who acts on behalf of another person, a group, a business, or government, a representative. A person or a thing that acts or has the power to act. phenomenon, a substance or an organism that exerts exerts some force or effect, so like a chemical agent. The means by which something occurs or is achieved, an instrument. Wind, in other other words, is an an agent of plant pollination. So an agent uh, represents, but an agent also makes stuff happen. Amen. A person representing a business concern, like a traveling salesman, Now, in America, they say realtor, but in in everywhere else in the world, we say estate agent or real estate agent. I think sometimes people say real estate agent. Yeah, you know what that is if I say it. Um, Also, in, well, maybe in America, but in British culture, uh, as from the British dictionary, an agent is a special agent. So, like 007, (laughs) special agent or secret, should I say secret agent, secret agent. So we're a special agent and we're a secret agent. So we represent heaven, we have the power to act, amen. We've been given that power in the great commission. And we also, we are an action, we are an agent, an action that exerts a force and an effect. Wherever we go, stuff happens. Wherever we go, things change. Wherever we go, lives change. Amen. the devil leaves and Jesus comes in. Hallelujah. So we are agents. Now Jesus, in the Amplified, it says that, sorry, I'm just gonna go back and forth here to find where I'm going. Okay, agent. In Hebrews 8 and verse 6, in the Amplified, it says Jesus is the mediator, the arbiter, the agent of a better covenant established upon better promises. So Jesus is the agent of the better covenant. And in Hebrews 12:24 says, and to Jesus the mediator, the go-between, the agent of a new covenant. Then First Corinthians 12:13 says, for by one spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So we are, the Amplified says, for by means of the personal agency of the Holy Spirit. So Jesus the agent, and by the agency of the Holy Spirit, because Jesus is the one that did it, and then the Holy Spirit has been sent to work on Jesus' behalf and cause what Jesus did to be made manifest in our lives. So through his agency, he is working, he is moving, he is changing, he is renewing, he is refreshing, he is reviving, he is empowering. Then we are also agents, how about this? 2 Corinthians 8 and verse five, nor was this gift of theirs merely the contribution we expected, but first they gave, themselves to the Lord and to us as His agents by the will of God, entirely disregarding the personal interest. So we are God's agents. We represent Him. We go and on His behalf and we obey what He tells us to do. So we are also, let me find, oh gosh, I got to find where up. I, I know I, I put this all down here. And then I've got to find it again. So we are ambassadors. We are representatives. We are special agents on a special assignment that is unique and specific. So let me tell you about an ambassador. An ambassador is a diplomatic official of the highest rank, representing the government of the nation, an authorized messenger. Now, representative. Represents another person, an agent, a deputy, a guerrilla estate agent, special agent, secret agent. So we, are, we represent, but we're also ambassador. So ambassador is like another level up. And then a special agent on a special assignment that's unique and specific. So there's special assignments that you, you'll get that God will give you to do. Then a secret agent where we're giving and we're serving and we're sowing and we're investing. And it might look like we're not being appreciated. I can think of one title that comes to mind immediately, and that's like, Mom. <laughs> so if you're a mom, you are for sure a secret agent. You're, you are giving, you are serving, and it doesn't look like anybody appreciates it. But if you'll be faithful and you won't, give up and you won't lose heart, but you'll keep on doing good and you'll keep on doing right. In due season, what does the Bible tell us? You will reap. You will reap. Amen. Hallelujah. You will reap the appreciation of your family because it is appreciated. Might not seem like it, but when they grow up and they grow a a brain, for one, (laughs) when they look back, they'll, they'll see what they have to appreciate. Amen. And so, you can be a secret agent, nobody's patting you on the back, nobody's congratulating you, nobody's like rah, and that's okay, because you are special. You, nobody else knows, only you and M or Q or whoever, but, <laughs> or, or HS, the whole, you and the Holy Spirit, right? You're, you're a secret agent doing great things, changing the world, and you can't tell anybody about it. But Jesus knows, amen. And when we stand before him, we'll, we'll, we'll get our reward. So that's good. Then we're, we are real estate agents. We're expanding the kingdom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So represents, represent him in the home, in the marketplace. And then ambassadors, we're, we're speaking on his behalf, showing the world how wonderful that Jesus is. Amen. Now A, i got a bunch of stuff here. Active, alive, an active doer, available, agenda, anointed, assignment, abundance. My husband and I had really fun with this, but he came up with some very funny words. But we'll <laughs> we won't worry about those. But anyway, so <laughs> I had to stop somewhere. I had to stop somewhere. But uh, I, was, I couldn't go. I couldn't have like 52 A's, you know what I mean? So anyway, I probably should only have one, but I couldn't help myself. I had to get a few more. So A is for, geez, I should really do this on paper. There we go. I found it. Active and alive. The Word of God is active and alive. The Holy Spirit is alive on the inside of us and the Holy Spirit is actively working in us. Hebrews 4 and verse 12 says that the Word of God, the Word that God speaks, this is amplified, is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energizing, and effective. So God's Word is alive and full of power. Alive and full of power. Alive and full of power. Now, it's not alive and full of power to everybody. It's only alive and full of power to those who believe it. Because the Bible says if if, if people have, if they're un, if they're, if they have unbelief, if they don't believe the Word, they're not going to enter into God's rest. It has no power to them because they don't believe it. See, this word is a secret agent, in a way, that it only works for you if you believe it. So you have, you have to receive it, take it as it is, not, well, he didn't mean that, he didn't mean that. He is yes and amen. His yes is yes, and his no is no, and his promises are yes and amen. In other words, if he said it, the answer is when you ask for, for the thing that he, you can't ask for something he didn't say you could have, right, but if you can find the Scripture, if you can find the Scripture and you go to God with it, guess what he's gonna say, yes. So all this religious nonsense about if God says no, God's only gonna say no to stuff that's not in His Word. But if it's in His Word, He's gonna say yes. Amen. Because the promises of God are yes and amen. What's the amen part? Amen is when He does it. But it's also, we can say amen before He does it because we just know He's gonna do it. Because that's what faith is. Faith is not just the yes, but it's the amen, knowing that it's done, even though we can't see it, but we just know. We just know. How do we know? We just know. I just know. Have you ever said that to someone? I just know. Or someone said it to you, I just well, I just know. <laughs> I just know. I just know because His Word says. And because His Word is yes, and His Word is amen. So you remember that. God's not saying no to you. He's saying yes, and He's saying, amen. and you're saying amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So His Word is active. It's actively working. It's operative, energizing, effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating the dividing line of breath and soul, the immortal, the spirit, joints, marrow, the deepest part of our nature, exposing, sifting, analyzing, judging, the very thoughts and purposes of the heart. So when you're putting the word into you, it's not just dead word, it's doing something. It's doing something. You know, I saw that in my life. Like I said, I got saved out of nothing at the age of 17. My mother shoved us straight into Bible school. And so I, Unfortunately, quite a bit of it went over my head because I wasn't ready for it because I was a brand new baby, right? But enough went in, was activated, energized, operated in me. Now, when I look back that year, I was a different person. How many of you can say that, especially you that have been through Bible school that when you look back after a year, it's like you're different. When you go back to your family, that's when you can really measure because you're hanging around everybody that's like you and they love Jesus and they're excited. If you know and all that kind of stuff, so you don't really always see the growth in yourself. You can maybe see a certain amount, but you go back to where you came from, and then you really see how much you've changed. And I can't tell you how many people that I've heard that from that I did not realize how much God was doing in me until I went back, and then they asked me to share. They asked me, to, and they just said, I couldn't believe all the stuff came out of me but you've been sitting there and it's been operating in you and it's been energized and it's been activated. So that's the awesome thing about God's Word. It's not dead, it's, it's, it's alive. And so if you will just keep on putting it into your heart, just know, even if you can't see it, even if you don't feel it immediately, it's activated and it's working in you and He's working in you and He's changing and He's doing and He's making things happen. God is actively working, Jeremiah 1.12 says, the Lord said to me, I've, you have seen well, I am alert and I'm active, watching over my word to perform it. So God is actively watching over His word, making sure it comes to pass. Making sure, making sure. So you, you don't have to worry, like we, we just said, if He promised you, it's yes. And He said, He is actively working to make sure that that yes becomes an amen. Amen, amen. amen. He's actively working to make sure that his word comes to pass in your life. Then Isaiah 64, 4 says, for from old no one has heard or perceived by the ear, nor has there I seen a God beside you who works and shows himself active on behalf of him who earnestly waits, waits for, for him. So he works and shows himself active. God is working in us to willing to do his good pleasure. That's Philippians 2, 12 and 13. Now, my beloved, as you've always obeyed, not just in my presence only, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. What does that mean? That working out your own salvation is not your born-again salvation. That's by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith, by faith. Grace by faith, amen. And so, but what it is, is your spirit is born again, but the rest of you need some work. (laughs) So your mind has to be renewed Amen. Amen? And you have some growing to do and you have to have, you've got some cleaning out to do. You bought this old house, it's yours now, but now you gotta clean it out <laughs> and you gotta decorate it and rearrange it. Well, cause the Holy Spirit's moving into your house. So anyway, so he's gotta do the cleaning and the rearranging and the, dec- the, re- the decorating and the renovations on the inside of you. So it's God who works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So the salvation, in other words, the restoration of our bodies, the healing, the Bible says that the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, it will what? Quicken, make alive your mortal body. God, the the presence of God in you brings health to your body. It brings light and life to your mind. And of course, you've gotta put the word, 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 word into you, but he's renewing you day by day. He's renewing you. Even though, even though the old man's getting older on the outside, and getting a few wrinkles and uh, bumps and whatever lumps, and, and let's not talk about that, and a few gray hairs, the, <laughs> the inside's been renewed. It's been, you know, just gets stronger and healthier and more beautiful and more graceful all the time because God is working in us. He's too willing to do His good pleasure. So all we have to do is make ourselves available. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work as we cooperate with Him. I mean, he lays it on. He's awesome. I mean, it we don't have to do a thing. We have to just come by faith and believe. That's all we have to do, receive Jesus. And then we just gotta cooperate with him, put the word in us, and he's doing all that cleaning out, and he's doing the rearranging, and he's moving the furniture, and he's, isn't that awesome? Wouldn't it be so nice, like if, if you buy a house that's not quite what you wanted, but it's a fixer-upper, and, and someone comes and says, hey, you just relax, put your feet up, go on vacation, and I'll fix it all up for you. It'd be fantastic. <laughs> so, well, it's not quite putting your feet up. You still have to like, Choose a few things and be involved a little bit, you know, because a lot of us want God just to do it all and we don't have to be, you know, we just opt out, but we have to cooperate with Him with the renovations. So you understand that. But but He knows what you need. need, And if you allow Him to, He's the one that's going to work in you. His good pleasure. Because his good pleasure is going to be your good pleasure. Believe me, it's not. God is never going to do. A lot of people just, you know, don't want to come to God. Don't want God to touch them because, you know, they got all these sacred cows and they like hoarders and they got all the old newspapers and junk and stuff that they're hanging on to. And I was like, let God clean that mess out and put in some new, nice new furniture and new paint and wallpaper and curtains and make it pretty. Amen. So don't hang on to all that gunk and junk in your life and and don't feel like if. Lord, the Lord comes and starts doing a work that He's gonna take something away from you. No, anything he, that He re- moves and takes out is stuff you don't want. Anyway, it's just weighing you down, it's cluttering you up. Just get rid of it, give it to Him, give it all, give it all to Him, and, and He's gonna pour in stuff that you know, and then you're gonna be sorry you didn't do it sooner. Amen. So the Holy Spirit came to live in me, and the Word is working mightily in me. Now, Ephesians 5 and verse 18, says to us, don't be drunk with wine, wherein is excess or debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, that's an active, ongoing tense. In other words, be ye being filled. Be ye being filled. So that's an action that's active. So we've got to constantly be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let Him fill us up. Let Him do that work in us. Romans 8 One and two says, there's now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but the Spirit, for the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That Spirit of life comes to live on the inside of you, and that Spirit of life starts being activated and starts working. You know, it's kind of like that cleaning stuff with the bubbles. Bubbles if it works. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be able to just spray it on. and They're always advertising stuff, we like to clean your stove, and to clean your, your pots and pans, and your bathroom, and you just spray it on, and you go away, and the, the bubbles do all the scrubbing. Well, <laughs> it's kinda like that with, with the Holy Spirit, and He comes in, and you know, just get as much, spray as much of Him around as you can, and, and he'll, do, he'll do the scrubbing, and He'll do the cleaning while you're going about your business, while you're awake, while you're asleep, whatever, whatever it takes, amen. So he says in Romans uh, 8 and verse 11, he says, if the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal bodies. We just said that. So we have to actively allow him to do what he wants to do. We have to actively make ourselves available to him to do that work on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Then Titus 3 and verse 5 says, talks about, Um, the washing of regeneration, not by works of righteousness we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. So that's that allowing the Word to come in, that washing going on, washing by the Word, that He might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the Word, that He might present it to Himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing in Ephesians 5, 26, 27, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So he's sanctifying, he's cleansing us, he's washing us. Ephesians 4, 24 says, be, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, put on the old, uh, put off the old man, and put on the new man. So, I'm gonna, my mom did a clip as well, we did all, the pastors did a clip, which we'll be showing, you saw Jennifer sharing tonight, so we'll probably have her clip on Saturday, because it's a little longer than everybody else's, but she talks there how they work with the kids, Put off the old and put on the new. But some of us need to, some of the grown-ups also need that list. Put, put this off. <laughs> Things of the old man, put it off and then put on the new. Put off and put on. Uh, you know, it's, it's so funny watching kids when they hit about two, three years old and, you know, they start taking their clothes off. <laughs> and then it takes them about a year to figure out how to put it back on again. So apparently, the twins are doing that now. They are, they've learned to take things off. And mommy goes in there and they're both in one crib, Jed and Kennedy, little boy, little girl. They're two years old, just two and two months, nearly three months. And uh, the, the diaper's off, the pants are off, the diapers are off, and every blanket and every teddy bear is in there and they're <laughs> So I think it's, it's emer- time for emergency potty training or cleaning all that stuff up too. So they now are learning to take things off, but now they need to learn to put things, their clothes back on again. <laughs> so we need to put off the old man, put on the new man, and be renewed in the spirit of our mind, which after God is created, the new man is created in righteous, righteousness and true holiness. So we are alive. First Peter two, five says, Ye also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. There's many analogies of the church. Um, One of them is a building. Jesus is the chief cornerstone, the foundation, the apostles of the foundation, and we are the stones that are built upon that. And we are stones that are alive and building this building, building this habitation. And it belongs to, to God. So that word living is alive, it's active, powerful, um efficacious, enjoying true life, real life, active and blessed, full of vital power, to be in full vigor, hallelujah, to be fresh and strong and efficient. Do you know that, that strength is a spiritual entity, principle? Strength is spiritual. It's not just your muscles, it's not just what you can do, but strength is actually a spirit thing. How, do, how does someone that has a bunch of devils, that's a tiny skinny little girl, throw off seven guys? You know what I'm saying? If, you've ever, if you're in Africa, well, there might be a few devils in America too, but see, people that are really demonized, they have like, a, like this supernatural, uh, superhuman strength. Stories about people that have picked a car up, right? in an emergency to get it off somebody. So strength is actually supernatural. So you can pray when you need it for supernatural strength. When you're not feeling good, when you, feel, you know, for whatever's going on in your body, you can pray supernatural strength. You can believe God for that, that He will strengthen you, that you'll be able to do things beyond. I mean, I, I know when I was traveling and packing and I had a pack by myself and I had a, we had this Astro van Right, I had a seat at the back and it wasn't like that nice one We just press a button and it goes. And everything folds down and then you got this big lovely space to pack your stuff. Nope. We had this big old, um, you know, where two rows, are two. there's three rows obviously, the front rows and then two benches. And they could fold flat like that but I had to like pull it out, unhook it from the bottom, fold it over, pray for this, I literally prayed, Lord, the strength of Samson pick it up, turn it around, turn it upside down, put it back in, then take this big rubber mate, they call it a keeper, it's like a big trunk full of books, you know how much books weigh, With all the homeschool books and books and books, and pick that up by myself and put that on there and everything else was a piece of cake after that. <laughs> but you know, supernatural strength. You can have supernatural strength. Brother Hagen talks about that, how he was, after God healed him, he was still skinny and tiny and weak, and uh, it was in the middle of depression, you had no option, you had to go work. And the only work that he could find was, was I think, pulling trees out of the ground or some crazy, very physical job. And he's this tiny, skinny little guy because he had a heart condition and a blood condition and he never grew much, he was just tiny. And um, God had healed him, but he had to pray for the supernatural strength. So they would wait, before, it was, before the sun came up, they would wait on the side of the road. These guys would come past, pick them up, take them out to this, you know, drive them out to where the trees were. They'd be pull be full trees out of the ground all day long. And then when it was dark, they'd dump them off on the sidewalk and they'd go home with a few, you know, a few dollar or whatever that they got paid. But in the Depression, I mean, you had no choice. You had to go out, you had to work, you had to help the family, everybody was struggling. And, um, and, and he just determined every day, he would just put on the strength. He would just pray, he would just believe God. And they mocked him. There were guys much bigger than him, much stronger than him, they mocked him. They mocked him because he was a Christian. They mocked him because he was so little. And he would just, every morning, and, he, and there were many days he didn't feel like it. There were many days when his body was screaming at him, and he just prayed and he believed God for that supernatural strength. And you know what, he outlasted everybody and even got on a promotion in the middle of the depression, right? Because if you missed a day of work, someone else was gonna take, take your job, so he, could, so he just kept going, but the Lord blessed him and took him from there, and so he said, I learned that strength is a spiritual principle. So when the Bible talks about, in Proverbs 31, that she you know, girds herself with strength and she makes her arms strong, God has anointed you to be a wife, to be a mom, to, 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 you know, to do everything that you need to do, God has graced us to be able to multitask, but sometimes it's still overwhelming, got all these things going on, so many things that you have to think about, and so many things that you have to attend to, but God will give you the strength. He'll give you the strength, He'll give you the strength. You know, one of the things that, that I'll encourage you with, and maybe you can take this for yourself, but uh, in 1990, I believe it was 1994, um, I was homeschooling the kids, we were traveling still, we were in Louisville, Kentucky. We had a, our, um, a big camp meeting. And um, so I'm, I'm homeschooling the kids. i am Kelly and all of her, you know, cystic fibrosis, all of her medical treatments, traveling. Rodney would fly, I would drive. Um, and then we had, a, we had a team with us. We had all kinds of stuff going on. And one of the things, you know, that the Lord spoke to me about early on in the ministry was he actually, he spoke it to my heart, but he gave me a prophetic word. You know, everybody always wants a prophetic word, but a lot of times that prophetic word is to carry you through something, a really hard time or something like that. But it can also be just a reminder, like that God's really emphasizing it to you. I mean, we, we, should, we should just take God's word at, at his word, right? Take him at his word. We shouldn't have to have somebody prophesy something over us. We, we should be able to just receive what the word says, receive it as to us in any case. But sometimes the Lord just does it just to encourage you. And I was pregnant with our third child, uh, Kenneth, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I've called you to preach, but for this season, your ministry is your husband and your kids. And I knew that in my heart, but you know, it was good to be encouraged. Because later on when we came to America, and I'm, my husband's flying, he's preaching, I'm packing, uh, driving, doing diapers, you know, all that stuff, Um, homeschooling, Wiping the snotty noses, making sure everybody's fed every day, um, doing all of those things. And then I'm not up there. I'm not, not that I wanted to be on the platform. Really, the Holy Ghost had to, like, make me. I would rather be in the background organizing. But even if you feel more comfortable in the background, Sometimes you just feel like you are in the background, and you feel like what you do doesn't matter, and you feel like what you do doesn't count. But remember, again, we're secret agents. <laughs> I mean, that, I actually like that when I'm like, I like that one. I'm a secret agent. I'm a secret agent. I'm, I can secretly bless people, and I can, I, I can do all these fun stuff secretly, but I know that I know that my boss knows what I'm doing. Amen. And that's, that's the main thing. Nobody else needs to know. But I... That helped me to know that you're in your place where you, where you need where you need to be, and I felt like if my husband can be effective where he's at, where he's got clean shirts, clean underwear, he's got food, the kids are fed, and you know all that's taken care of, that load is off for him. Then he can focus on saving the world. You know what I'm saying? And of course, for his part as well, he did not neglect me and did not did not neglect the kids. He made sure we were taken care of while he was saving the world, but we worked as a team. So we, we took his strengths, we took my strengths, and we, fig- we divided out the duties, and we figured it out. And that's what you do when you're married. You, you take it, you, take, you find each other's strengths, and then you work together as a team. And sometimes you feel like you're doing a little bit more, or sometimes you, you want them to do things that you don't feel like doing. And sometimes the Lord will, you know, there've been times I'm like, Lord, I want Rodney to do this because I'm not as good at it as he is. And the Lord said, well, you need to get good at that. I was like oh. <laughs> But there's a joy, there's a joy in serving. There's joy in working and there's a joy in serving. And I know what my mother, when she's working with the kids, she always talks about you know, how, how it's good to work and work is good and there's, there's an accomplishment from hard work, just alone. Not just the fruit of the hard work, but just, just getting stuff done. There's an accomplishment in that, there's a, and there's a reward and a blessing for that. I'm alive to God, I'm dead to sin, and sin is dead to me. Sin has no more power over me, Romans 6, 11. Even so, consider yourself also dead to sin and your relation to it broken, but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with Him in Christ Jesus. So for anybody that's struggling, like maybe you didn't, you know, if you only got saved recently, or maybe there's just something in your life that, that kinda took a hold of you and you're struggling with it, you just, you just have to, like I, I talked about earlier about us, you know, getting to that place where we realized we started to identify as a believer. We started to identify as a child of God. You can identify as a giver. Now, the world's got it all twisted, right? Because you, if you're a boy, you can, you can identify as a girl all day long. It's not gonna turn you into a girl. If you're a girl, you can identify, you know, so the world's all, amen, they're all twisted and perverted and they've twisted all of that stuff, God, God doesn't want you to identify with something that He hasn't graced you to do or called you to do, or that's, that's not gonna bring blessing, that stuff doesn't bring blessing to your life. Those people do all that stuff, they can have all the sex changes and the hormones, and you know what? They're just as miserable as they were before. They can, they can run around and sleep with whoever, get, a, get pregnant and just kill the baby, but you know what, they know on the inside Something in them, their spirit knows. They might be as unsaved, as unsaved, as unsaved can be. They know it was wrong. And they, they carry a, a, a load of guilt and shame. So it's not just, just easy peasy, just get rid of things. It's not going to be okay. It's going to be fine. It just never mind. like it never happened. No, you know what? Stuff happens in life. We have to face it. We have to embrace it. We have to take what, we, what we're given and we have to work with that. And we have to do the best with that, that we can. You know, there's a man called David, is it Ring, I believe? And uh, He has cerebral palsy, so he, he talks funny. Well, we think he talks funny. But you know what, he's an evangelist. He refuses to get uh, one of those handicap you know, thingamabobbers for his car and park in the handicap. He doesn't identify with the sickness, the disease, the, 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 or the, the, the limitations that were put on him by his circumstances. But he does more, I mean, he's, he's hilarious. He's like, because he talks funny, I don't want to mock him, but it's like, you know, it's like, I have cerebral palsy, because he can't talk properly. He says, what about you? What about you? So you're busy feeling sorry for yourself? Amen. And you don't, you don't have the limitations he has. Or, or the, the dude that's got, what, no arms and legs and whatever? And he goes around testifying. Let me see, I think most people here, yeah, you've got your arms, you've got your legs. <laughs> okay, so, so we need to just appreciate what we do have, hallelujah, and how do I even get onto that from this? But anyways. <laughs> So we have to consider, oh, there we go, I remember. We have to consider ourselves dead to sin. We have to identify with righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. There's a lot of songs that we won't, they've got awesome tunes, but we won't sing them here. Because the lyrics are (laughs) They're horrible, horrible, awful. Death, negativity, lack of word, foundation. Listen, if you're going to be writing lyrics, you better have the word in you. You know what? A lot of people, they they opt, oh, I'm just a singer. I don't have to get in the word. You better get in the word more than anybody. You better get in the word more than anybody. Because not only is what's in your heart going to come out in your lyrics, and if you're a shallow person, shallow in the word, your, 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 your songs are gonna be shallow. Have you ever noticed, if you, have any, if, you, if you understand about the anointing, there's some songs, they say all the right words, but they're like, right? They're like flat. They're like, um, my husband calls them fillers. It's like they go nowhere, they do nothing, they just, they, they waste their time. Uh, and then there's other songs that are simple, and they just touch your heart. It's like, it's the anointing that it was written under. It's the spirit of that person, so it's, it's the person that wrote the song, plus the person that sings the song. Like, sometimes we can take a song that's kinda, and our guys will make it, woo! Because there's anointing on them to do that, right? So, you'll, you'll, you might notice there's, there's a few songs that we will change the words, or if we can't, if it's the title of the song, or we, if we change it too much, we just like, you know what, we're gonna just give that a miss, because, when you sing something over and over and over, you, how many of you can still remember songs that you learned when you're like five years old? Yeah, because music has that power. We, we remember things. It's like opens you up and then the words go in and they stick and they stay. And so it's so important what we put in our lyrics, our, our doctrine is in our lyrics, and it's so important what we're singing all day long. Not I'm just a worm, you know, and, and this, this one. God, if you don't, if you don't keep, basically I'm paraphrasing, right? But what they're saying is, God, if you never keep all your promises, I'm gonna be faithful. What the? Ooh. So I'm better than God? God's not gonna be faithful to me? He's not gonna keep His word, but I'm gonna be faithful to Him? What a crappy, what a, what a useless piece of junk song. I don't care how nice the tune is, that is. You are. You know, if somebody's rude to you, you kind of just handle it. But if when they say something about your kids or your husband or, or your heavenly father, you might, you might as well just curse him out. I mean, you know, that's that's how bad it is. It's just like, it's like, turn that off, turn that off, change the channel. <laughs> but so we we need to sing things that are life. Sing, sing about righteousness. Not you know. Not, there's, there's a few there's a few songs that talk about how people change, and but the way that it's written and that it's it doesn't you know what I mean. But there's some songs that no that you know that's all about you. I'm, if you don't know, it's all about him already. <laughs> right? It's not about me, Lord. It's about you. Well, of course it's not about you. Sit down. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Can I, can I tell you the, the measure of a song for me is if I can close my eyes and sing it, like I can stand before the throne and sing it to Jesus, yeah. it's a good song, yeah. amen. Yeah. Otherwise, now in, in the praise, we can sing stuff, you know, but worship needs to be you songs, not I songs, I, 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 needs to be you songs. That's why I love a lot of the African songs, we use them because they, 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 they can worship, oh my word, they can worship. You wanna see people, everybody has their hands up. Everybody is singing. You feel ashamed of yourself, Western world, when you see how the Africans worship, and they have little or nothing, but everybody's standing, everybody's lifting their hands, everybody is worshiping. In America, it's like staying with their hands in their pockets, Hey, if you don't know the words sing in tongues or hum if you're not full of the Holy Spirit yet, but I mean, participate, gosh. Anyways, all right. So consider yourself dead to sin and your relationship broken. Listen, sin is a boyfriend you gotta get rid of. <laughs> Break up with that boyfriend. <laughs> get rid of him but alive to God, living in unbroken fellowship with Him in Christ Jesus. Now we need to be an active doer. We must make ourselves available to to Him, to be used by Him and do His will. So let's see, busy, involved, active, uh, it's it's a state of action, moving, working, doing something, a state of progress, physical effort, action, physically energetic. So we already said, we already talked about how Jesus learned special, active and special obedience through what he suffered, and that every principle that we, we learn is learned through being a doer of it. Uh, James 1, 23 20 to 25 says, if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it, being a doer of it, he's like a man who just looks at his own face in the mirror, he thoughtfully observes himself, goes off promptly, forgets what he was like, but he who looks carefully into the faultless law of liberty, or the perfect law of liberty and is faithful. Isn't that awesome? It's the law of liberty. The law of love, the law of liberty. We don't live under the do's and don'ts of, of, of religion. We live under the freedom of liberty, that law of liberty, which is the law of love. We are free to love everybody. Amen. And that's how we fulfill everything. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbors yourself. It's so only two commandments that you need in your life. And that's from the boss, that's from Jesus. Because, why, because if you walk in love, you fulfill all the others. So we're not a heedless listener, but an, not a heedless listener who forgets, it says in Amplified, but an active doer who obeys. An active doer who obeys, an active doer who obeys, and that person will be blessed in her life, blessed in her doing her life of obedience. Then we, we read earlier, um, with offering, verse 10, God provides seed for the sower, bread for eating, uh, will provide and multiply your resources, increase the fruit of your righteousness, which manifests itself in active goodness, kindness, and charity. So you're, you're being an active giver, you're actively working, and it's, that's why it is actively working for you. And then he, Hebrews 12, one, one or two, talks about, You know, we're surrounded by the the crowd of witnesses. So let's throw aside all the weights. Let's run the race with patient endurance and steady and active persistence. So we're gonna need patience, patient endurance, and steady and active persistence. If you wanna finish and win the prize of the race, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. I mean, there's many inspiring stories about races and about people who, who had a, you know, some kind of a, either a physical thing or whatever, and you know what, and they just kept going. It, everybody else had gone, all the banners were down, all the crowds had left when they came in the stadium, and, but they crossed that line. They were determined to cross that finishing line. And maybe nobody was there to greet them except one or two people, but they finished. And they had that accomplishment. It might have taken them 24 hours where it took everybody else for, but they finished, they accomplished. And so we have to have that patient endurance and that steady and active persistence, seeing that goal in front of us and keep on towards that that goal, keep on towards the end to win the prize, that appointed course, that race that's set behind us, looking away from all the distractions and keeping our eyes on Jesus because He's the leader and the source of our faith. And he, He endured the cross, right? He despised and ignored the shame because of the joy of obtaining the prize. And that prize was you, and that prize was me. Isn't that awesome? That he didn't back out. That in the Garden of Gethsemane, amen, even though he sweated big drops of, great drops of blood, you have to be under extreme pressure, extreme pressure to to sweat blood. Saying, Father, if this, you know, if this cup can pass from me, that'd be awesome, but Lord, nevertheless, I'm, I'm gonna do this thing. It wasn't just a light and easy thing that he did for us. And so if he could do that for us, we can have the patient endurance and the steady and active persistence to carry on living, loving, giving, being a blessing, preaching the gospel, sharing with people. Amen. Amen. And not succumbing to feeling sorry for ourselves because that's the road to nowhere. Amen. So everybody needs someone to, everybody needs grace and truth. We need people that love us, gonna be gracious and gonna kick us in the butt when we need it. So if you don't have a husband to do that for you, then get a best friend that can give you the pep talk. Amen. And love you and tell you, pull yourself together. Because sometimes that's, we just need that. We just need somebody to tell us, pull yourself together. And that's helpful. Amen. It's not as bad as you think it is. It's going to be okay. You're going, I can't do this. I'm a terrible mom. I'm terrible at everything I do. I can't do that. And then my husband's like, yes, you can. You can do this. You're a great mom. You're great. You know, and, and even if I Still believe that I was a terrible mom. I I just received it. Now, he knows what he's talking about. I'm a great mom. <laughs> I'm not a terrible mom. I'm like just you know what. It's I'm gonna keep on being a secret agent. Okay, I'm good now. Okay, we can keep going. It's just once. That was just once a month. <laughs> the, the rest of the time we 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 hung in there. We just did what we had to do, right? Anyway, so everybody has a five-minute excuse for once a month, and then we just pick ourselves back off of the floor and keep going. Because <laughs> it's not fun when the estrogen drops off the cliff. It doesn't just gently glide down the hill, it drops off the flipping cliff. <laughs> I love like when my husband went through the HCG protocol and he went through a few days of feeling so bad. And he's like, is this what you feel like? <laughs> I'm like, you think so. <laughs> I just want to stay in bed and close the curtains and I don't want to see anybody. <laughs> no, he's, he's really a good husband. It didn't take that for him to be sympathetic. He was already sympathetic, but, then, but, <laughs> but it was kind of funny though. <laughs> So let, let me hurry up with the A's here. We're nearly finished. Available. We need to be available. You know what? I, I, I realized I didn't finish the other story, but I actually had, so the prophecy that was given to me was, you are, a, and I, I, I didn't, I wish it was recorded. It was just given to me personally, so we didn't record it. I didn't, and I didn't write it all down. I, you know, you think you'll remember. You're right. The only thing I can remember is, this, this gentleman, the pastor prophesied, you are a multifaceted jewel. And you don't know what an encouragement that was for me. So really, it was kind of special when we did our T-shirt. that jewel. That was something that's special to me because that was my word from the Lord. You are a multifaceted jewel. In other words, you're not. You don't have to be overwhelmed to go. Oh, listen. You can cope. You can manage. You can do it because I've gifted you. I've anointed you. I've 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 enabled you to do all of these things. Many different things. But I'm I'm by God's grace. We do. So whatever, maybe that's you. You can take that for you. Welcome to take that for yourself. And whatever word comes forth in the the readings, any good word, you can always take it for yourself. Amen. Whenever the Holy Spirit's speaking to you. But that would be an encouragement to you that that you can do it. You can make it mom. You can make it wife. You can make it minister. You can make it business lady. You can do it. You can. You can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Amen. With His help, you can do it. The Bible talks about the vessels that are in the house, some for honor and for for dishonor. So most all the vessels start out for you know a dishonorable vessel, but he comes in, washes us and cleanses us, makes us brand new. And then it's that continuous work that he does in us, right? He said some for honor, some for dishonor. Second Timothy two, twenty and twenty-one. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he'll be a vessel for honor, in other words, the vessel of gold and silver, because these vessels of gold and silver, these vessels of wood, hay, and stubble, some for honor, some for dishonor. But if you cleanse yourself from the latter, you'll be a vessel for honor, sanctified, useful for the master, and prepared for every good work. It's not that we don't need the clay pots, and not that we don't need the, the, you know, the wooden vessels. They have their function. You, know, you have those things that you use in your kitchen, but you wouldn't dream of putting them on the dinner table when you have guests, right? Maybe you use that to feed your kids, but you're not gonna do it for the special guests. But every vessel has its place, it has its function. So isn't that awesome that we don't have to be already a silver or gold vessel for God to use us? He can use us right where we are. Maybe you just feel like you're just a little clay pot. (laughs) But let God use your little clay pot. Let God use your wooden vessel. Be available. How are you ever gonna develop into that vessel unto honor? How how are you ever, and only God can turn a clay pot into into silver and gold, amen. Um, But how are you ever gonna become that vessel of silver and gold until you make your little clay pot available to be used for his purposes, for whatever that is, maybe behind the scenes, ministry of helps. You know what, I can remember when, when I first got saved, I went from, not wanting to have anything to do with ministry to being willing to do whatever God wanted me to do. And I was young enough, thank God, I I didn't have an agenda, I didn't have all these, you know, because some people get visions of grandeur instead of, you know, and they're like looking for something out there instead of taking care of what God's put right in front of them. I mean, when I hear of a mother dumping her kids to go overseas in ministry, I wanna take her and shake her till her teeth rattle What is the matter with you? This is your ministry in front of you. Your children are your most important ministry. You're raising up the next generation. And you like overlooking them to go, where are some other people that don't care? These people care, these people matter. They need you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So don't overlook what God's put right in front of you for you to do. For you to, 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 where you can be a blessing, however small, whoever's faithful in little, God will promote and make, make them ruler over much and give them more responsibilities. But take care of what's in front of you now. Stop whining, stop complaining, stop comparing yourself to everybody else. If you're gonna compare yourself to anybody, compare yourself to Jesus. The Bible says we should do that. The Bible says he's our example. We should compare to him, but not to anybody else. So make yourself available. Make yourself yield to him. Cooperate with him. Now God has an agenda for us. Now, a lot of times when people use the word agenda, they, they use it in a negative sense. But agenda just means that it's you know it's a, it's a it's a plan. It's a, you know it's like you come into a meeting with an agenda. Of the you know the steps of what you're going to do. But God's agenda in Jeremiah 31:17 says is for a hope and a future. Amen. I has not seen, ear hasn't heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those that loved him. But God has revealed, to us to them, revealed them to us by his Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. Then we are anointed, like Jesus was anointed. Jesus, God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed to the devil, for God was with him. That's Acts 10, 38. So as Jesus was anointed with the Holy Ghost and power, do, going, up, going around doing good and healing all that were oppressed, God wants to use us, he is gonna anoint you with the Holy Ghost, he's gonna anoint you with power, and your job is to go about doing good, bringing life, bringing healing, bringing blessing, wherever that you go. How many of you know people that are like that? Wherever they go, they bring blessing, they bring life, You they, they, they light up the room, you, they, you just want to be around them, then there's other people, not so much. <laughs> right, but you wanna be that person, you wanna carry this treasure in an earthen vessel, maybe you are just a little clay pot, whatever you are, but you carry a treasure. You carry a treasure. You carry a treasure on the inside of you. You carry Jesus. You carry His Word. You carry His mandate, His mission, His anointing, and His ability to change lives and to do great things. So, God has anointed us and he has sealed us and given us the Holy Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. The Bible actually talks about, basically what it means is the guarantee is like the engagement ring. When, you know, when the God puts the engagement ring on your finger, he's committed to marry you. So the Holy Spirit is that guarantee of eternity. Amen, that, that we're gonna have the completed work, the, the, um, the redemption again of our body, of everything, working out our salvation, that part. We'll be perfect when we see him, the Bible says. And then we get our glorified body. Hallelujah. Who's going to be excited about a glorified body? <laughs> the older you get, the more you appreciate that you're going to get a glorified body. Yeah? Anyway, Because everything is falling down. That's <laughs> Anyway, but we are refreshed and we are strengthened and we are, hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> that the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is quickening your mortal body. Listen, don't think old, you gotta think young. So I was 25 for the longest time, because I said, you're know, only as, you're as young as you feel, right? So I was 25. I'm probably about 30-something now. And, uh, and so every time you stuck, I'm a grandma, right? So I know everybody knows how old I am, but I don't, I don't have to advertise it. I've been 50 for about, how many years now? About eight years. <laughs> Anyway, you know sometimes you'll get like, you wake up with, the, uh, and you're like, you know, well I am this much old. And then you know what that thing's like? Oh, are you welcoming me? I'll just stay. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm as young as I feel. You have no right. I don't care well how old I <laughs> am. Rebuke and curse you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Whatever you know, wherever we gotta. <laughs> you get out. Act- and you know what I was I was thinking I was thinking about it the other day. How many things have we said no to? How many things have we completely skipped and missed, like bad things, right? Because we I mean I don't know about you, I pray immediately. And you know, I've heard I heard oh when you travel, you hurt yours. You you never have nail, you break your nails, you kick your finger, you got bruises. I have bruises, kick my little toe on a suitcase. I thought I broke it. You know what I mean? You, you know, you, anyway, and uh, <laughs> like, especially the nail part, I'm like, I don't, all I did was pack and unpack the suitcase. I don't know how I did that. I could never, you know, anyway. And um, so, and then you, you pray for people and they kick you in the shins. and then they, <laughs> So you're going down the line like, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. But it works. I mean, the moment, the moment that thing, you step your toe, that thing comes on you or whatever, you know, you rebuke, you curse. You tell it, get off my body, you have no right. And it's, it's amazing how it leaves, amen. It leaves and it goes and knocks next door because they, you know, but, <laughs> but it's not coming to my house. Amen, say, that. say this, it's not coming to my house. Amen, hallelujah. So the anointing says, anointing uh, that you receive from Him abides, lives in you. You don't need anybody to teach you, but that the anointing's gonna teach you. That doesn't mean you don't sit and get that, not talking, about you, 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 you all know that. But it just means that He lives on the inside of you and the Holy Spirit's gonna quicken things to you. So even as the word's being shared tonight or any other night, you're gonna get something out of it that somebody else didn't get. And they're gonna get something maybe you didn't. Because while you're hearing the Holy Spirit, how many of you already, the Holy Spirit's quicken things to you? tonight and encouraged you. So he's, he's teaching you all the time and you can pray if you don't understand and you don't know, you can ask him, Lord, please show me and he'll show you. You can ask for wisdom, thank God we can ask for wisdom. He said, we can ask for wisdom and he's not going to tell us, are you asking for wisdom again? That's paraphrase, but basically it's okay. You can ask for him for wisdom every day. You can ask him for wisdom every hour of the day. And he says he's perfectly fine with you doing that, he wants you to do that. So we can ask him for wisdom, we can ask him for direction, we can ask him to lead us and to teach us. That's First John 2, 27. Then an assignment, I just said, mentioned a little bit, be content where you are and what you have, work with, work with what you have, work with what's in front of you. It says, um, let one seek to conduct himself, regulate his affairs as so, to lead the life the Lord has allotted and imparted, and to which God has invited and summoned him. That's 1 Corinthians seven seventeen. So if you're a wife, be the best wife you can be. If you're a be- best mom, be the best mother you can be. If you're single, make yourself available for the, for the Lord to use you in your church or anywhere else. If you're a business person, be the best you can be. Have integrity, S- serve people, bless them, do, be a great business person. If you're called into full-time ministry, do it with all your heart. Give, so. be a blessing. Each and every one of us is called, the Bible says, to eternal life. You are called to eternal life. You are called to lay hold on eternal life. So fight the good fight. It's 1 Timothy chapter six, fight the good fight. We have a holy calling. We're called according to his purpose and grace. That's uh, 2 Timothy 1.9. And then we pray that God would count you worthy of the calling. That the grace, that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may be glorified in you and you in him. We, we show ourselves worthy when he is glorified through us because we act like him, we do like him, we are like him, we are him to the world. And then um, it says, wherefore, holy brethren, partakers, holy sister, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle, high priest of our profession, or our confession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that appointed him as also Moses was faithful in all his house, Hebrews three, one and two. So Jesus was faithful to him who appointed him. And we need to be faithful to him too. He appointed us, we need to be faithful to do that. If he's called you to be in the pulpit and you don't wanna be, you need to do it anyway and you need to be faithful because that's where you're going to be blessed. If he has not called you to pulpit ministry, don't try to do that. Just do what he's called you to do, be faithful with what he's anointed you to do. And you know what, you would be amazed at why see? because God made you, so he'll use your gifts, he'll use who you are, he'll use aspects of yourself that he made you in what he's called you to do. But at the same time, he's gonna do things through you that you never thought, that you never expected, that you never thought of, even things you didn't want to do, amen. But he, as you are faithful, he'll, he will use you. He calls us upward and onward to win the prize. We forget what lies behind. We press on to what lies before to win the goal, the supreme and heavenly prize, that's Philippians three. And then we need to be like him. Be like him who called you, he's holy, be holy. First Peter chapter one. Then, um, so we are special agents on assignment, amen. That's our special assignment. Each of us is given a special assignment. Then we are bounding. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. First Corinthians 15, 57, 58, your labor is not in vain. Whatever you do, whatever you sow, whatever you give, whatever you, however you help, it's not in vain. It's, it, it's producing. Even if you don't hear the testimonies in this life, it, whatever good that you do, it's producing and it's, it's doing good things. Then abundance, hallelujah, overflow. In Joel, he says, your, Joel chapter two, the floors will be full of wheat, the vats are gonna be overflow with wine and oil. Then Deuteronomy 28, two, all these blessings are gonna come on you and overtake you if you obey God. Then in Malachi, he promises windows of heaven opened, that there won't even be room to receive it. Hallelujah. We we're, we're believing God and we're walking in the reality of the heaps. And we're believing God with you too for the heaps. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, this has been this has been such a supernatural time. Oh, hallelujah. Let me Luke 6:38. Give it, it shall be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, men will give into your bosom. For with the same measure you meet with all, it'll be measured back to you again. So everything in God is full and running over and overflow and my cup is, is, is overflowing and, and the, the vats are overflowing and full of new wine and the corn and the wine and the oil and the everything. Everything God touches is an overflow. Amen, an overflow, an overflow. And I tell you what, this has been so supernatural. This, this last year that should have been the worst year was the best year, not for everybody. <laughs> but for God's people that trusted Him. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I mean, everyone we know just went to another level. were just blessed, and, and I think maybe some of it is that people pressed into God like never before. You know, just the general public out there, they were downloading Bible apps, they were buying Bibles, they were, I mean, People were like, "Let me. What does it say at the end of the book again?" Because <laughs> <laughs> it sure did feel like some kind of some kind of tribulation or something. Amen. And yes, you know what? Things, things are interesting right now. But for the world, it gets worse. But for the church, it gets better. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! Hallelujah! And I'm I'm just I'm just so excited because you know you know we're so Spoiled, overly blessed. (laughs) So overly blessed in America. So overly blessed. But I'm thankful that I I come out. I come from Africa. Come from like a different viewpoint, different angle. Uh, You know, I when my when we were traveling around, I'll I'll share with us a bit this week. But when we were traveling around the world, and and um, you know, my kids were missing out on a few things. um, And I, you know, you feel guilt as a mom. You feel guilty because your kids are missing out on some stuff. But God and I had a covenant going, so I'll talk about a bit about that. But the covenants that, that I made with God and what, what, he, what he did, He is so awesome. And he, is so, he is awesome. Anyways, and uh, there's nothing, nothing you've done or sown or given that's not seen, recorded, and that God won't bless you back. And when He does finally bless, really bless you back, you'll realize that this, your sacrifice was nothing. not Compared to the blessing back that he, that he pours on your life. So just know that, just whatever you've had to sacrifice, it is not for nothing. God sees it, He values it, He treasures it, and He will reward it. Amen. So keep on, keep on, keep on hanging in there, keep on hanging in there, keep on doing, and, and, you, know, and you know, and I thought about, I, I saw my kids, because we put our faith out to take our kids on the road with us from the time they were born, and there were a lot of things that came along the way to change that, but we determined to, and we put our faith out to do it, because if God's called you to do it, you can do it. And if He's called you to do it, He'll provide. And so here we are, we're traveling. At that point, we were actually traveling the world. God had opened up the nations to us. We were preaching in arenas. They were putting us in very nice hotels, and we would get, we would get a big suite so that we could, not because we think we're better than everybody else. I, honestly, I don't care. At that point, I didn't have a house. There was a four-year time period. I didn't have a house. House, our home was whatever hotel we were in. That, that was our sacrifice. And it was my sacrifice. And I made it. And I made it with a joyful heart. Was, I, I just did. I committed to that. I committed to the core. I committed to what God called us to do. And, um, but we were staying in, now we've stayed in the Roach Motels. We've stayed in the Red Roof Inns. We've stayed in the junkie hotels. We've stayed there. More nights than I care to remember, we did. We've also stayed in some very nice hotels. None of them was nice as my house and my own bed, but anyways. And here we are, traveling around the world, we're in nice hotels because we needed a suite so that the kids could have space to do their homework and schoolwork so we could keep up with that and keep that going. And the Lord blessed us and took care of us. and, And you know, let's never apologize for the blessing of God. If you're a giver, And you know how much you give and how much you sow. You don't have to tell everybody how much you give. We just tell for it to be a testimony, to be an encouragement, amen. But otherwise, nobody knows what we give and what we do. And we don't care. God knows, and He blesses us, and we're not gonna apologize because we're blessed. Amen. Because we know what our heart is, and we know that we give us. And we know that if we stop giving, and if we start being covetous, and we start, you know, being attached to those things, we're not gonna be blessed anymore, so we're not attached, they're just things, we use them. You know, money is a very good servant, it's a terrible master. And so, here all my kids are staying in these nice hotels, traveling in, in airplanes, uh, you know, around the world, getting to, you know, see amazing sights and meet amazing people and have all these experiences. And I thought about these little kids in Africa. Some of them don't even have a mom and a dad. Never mind shoes and a bicycle and have to fend for themselves, and, you know, and I I thought about what they and I thought, you know what? My kids are perfectly fine. (laughs) They are are perfectly okay. They are well taken care of. Now that's kind of a, you know, maybe some people might think that's an extreme example, but you know what I mean? It's like, you gotta put things in perspective. You gotta put things in perspective and of course you know the nice hotels came from many many years of serving sacrificing and living hand to mouth and you know whatever you want to call it but hey we would take we were here what does the bible say you need clothes please <laughs> we need food it's nice to have a shelter over your head when it's raining and for the weather otherwise there's not much more that we need amen, amen. you can live if you have some clothes you have some food and you have a shelter you can live you can survive, you, can, you don't have to throw yourself in front of a train because you're one billion down, like, like the world does, amen. So I just wanted to encourage you with that, and I've got to, we don't wanna go all night, but uh, anyways. But God is good, He's faithful. He, uh, he will never fail you, He will never let you down. So I just wanna encourage you, we're gonna carry on tomorrow morning. And all the Bible school girls are with us. How many Bible school girls do we have? Thank you for joining us today. We're gonna keep having fun this week. And thank you to all the boys who are serving, hiding amongst all the girls. We really appreciate, really, really appreciate you. I know it's very pink in here, but we really appreciate you. But before we do anything else, I just want everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes. And I just want to, Make, give you an opportunity right now. If you have come here today and you fit into any one of these three categories, maybe you came tonight and you don't know Jesus, you've never given your life fully over to him, you have never said, Jesus, come be my savior, but you need to come today and surrender your life to him. Give it completely over to him. Give him your heart, give him your life. You can't go away and fix yourself up and make yourself more presentable. You just have to come as you are. The Bible says that our righteousness is filthy rags. In other words, it's not sufficient. But we don't need to come with anything. We just come with ourselves. And what Jesus did was sufficient because Jesus poured out His blood for you. He died for you to wash you clean You just come as you are, you just surrender and say, Lord, come, accept me, touch me, forgive me today. If today was your last day on the earth, do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt where you're going? Do you know for sure that you would make heaven? If you're not sure about that, if you don't know, if you've never thought about that, you need to think about that today because there's a heaven to gain, and there is a hell to shun and you have to make the decision now. You can't wait till later. You can't wait till you're old. You can't wait until some last minute opportunity before you breathe your last breath because you could, your life could end tomorrow. We trust it won't, but it might. You have to be ready. You have to know where you're going. There's a song that says that there's a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's veins. And everywhere, everywhere that blood goes, the sinners plunged beneath that blood. They lose all their guilty stains. And so not only will the power of sin be broken off of your life, the power of guilt, the power of shame are gonna be broken. You're gonna come one way and you're gonna leave another way because he loves you. He stands with his arms wide open, and he says, come to me, everyone who's heavy laden. I'm gonna give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, because my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Won't you come today? Come and surrender your life to him. If you're watching, this is for you too. But maybe you came into this place and you'd given your life to the Lord before, but things kinda went south in your life. And there were disappointments, betrayals, things that went wrong, things that just turned, just turned your life upside down, things that were maybe a death, maybe a divorce, maybe a, a, a loss of, of your business or your home or something, Something went wrong that just really, really messed you up and, and really made you want to just give up. And you've you kinda, you know, grown cold, you you're not serving God like you should. Maybe you're on fire for God, but you just lost the joy, you lost the passion. You just you know, you've been hurt, you've been and you lost your way. You were disappointed in people and you got disappointed in God as well, but he's, he's reaching out to you. He says, I love you. I've been here for you and I'm faithful and I, 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 I'm calling you back right now. He will accept you. He will receive you. He will never, ever turn you away. You might feel like, but you know what, it's, it's, I've been too bad that just the things that I did, I, the, you know, they're just unforgivable. There's nothing unforgivable before God if we will just come and come by faith, He can forgive. He says He will wash our sins away, take them away as far as the east is from the west. If if you're not on fire for God, today's the day to come back to your first love. He loves you so much. Maybe, if you're in this place and, and you're not sure, it's like you You want to know you're going to heaven, you go to church or whatever the case may be, but you just you're not sure. You can know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you are saved and that you are on the way to heaven. The Bible says that repent and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, that the times of refreshing can come from the presence of the Lord. He wants to. Wash you, cleanse you, change you, refresh you. It's going to be a new day for you. If you're in any one of those categories that I spoke about, that you've never received Jesus and you need him in your life today, put your hand up wherever you are, lift it up wherever you are. Just pick up your hand. Thank you. Thank you. Just pick it up right now. Jesus died on a cross for you. It said openly, he was crucified openly. If you wanna receive Jesus, lift up your hand. Thank you, thank you. See those hands, thank you. Thank you, he receives you today. He's, he's, he loves you, he's calling out to you today. If you're in this place and you've been in that place of just been devastated and, and gone away from God and hurt and everything else, and you, you, you've had a bad attitude and you know you have and you didn't think you could come back but today you can come back and you want to do that and you want to you know that you're right with God lift your hand up you, if you're in that category pick your hand up thank you thank you pick your hand right up put it as high as you can and say that's me pray for me that is me pray for me and if there's anybody here in that category of I'm not sure and I want to make sure put your hand up as well right now, thank you, thank you see those hands, thank you so I want everybody to look at me now if you put your hand up on any one of those to know Jesus, come back to Jesus know for sure if you didn't already put your hand up just wave it at me there's still time, just put your hand up just wave it at me, thank you All right, now everybody that put your hand up, stand up. Stand up where you are because I wanna pray for you. Stand up wherever you are. Stand up, help them ladies that are around them, help them stand up. Come on, stand up, come. If you brought a friend you can come with her and then come down here because I wanna pray for you. Come down here and come stand in front of us. Come stand right here. Place me here. Thank you, Jesus. If there's anybody else, you can come. Even if you didn't put your hand up and but your heart's beating really hard. If that's you, stand up and come here. If your heart's beating hard, the Holy Spirit is dealing with you right now. The Lord is touching you. He's calling you. I was 17 years old, I was too embarrassed to stand up in front of everybody and admit that I needed to come up and admit that I needed help, admit that I needed Jesus. But you know what, it's like the Holy Spirit put a rope around my heart and He pulled and I couldn't stay in my chair. If you're feeling that pull, get up and come here. If you're feeling that tug, if you're feeling that pull, stand up and come here. We wanna pray for you, Jesus loves you. He loves you, He loves you. He's loved you your whole life, He made you. He loves you, He's calling out to you, He's reaching out to you, He's putting His arms around you. There's nothing like the love of Jesus. It heals, it restores, it it transforms. If there's anybody else If if someone put their hand up and they didn't come up and you're with them, just gently tell them, I'll go with you and bring them. Amen. And if you're watching, thank you. If you're watching, this is for you too. You can pray with us. So I want everybody, all the ladies that are here, so glad that you're here. Just want you to lift your right hand to heaven. Just close your eyes. We're going to pray. And say, Father, Father I, come to you I come to you in the precious name, the precious name of your son, Jesus. Your son, Jesus. Lord, Lord, you said, you said if, I if I confess with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, Jesus is Lord and I believe, I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead, that you him from the dead I will be saved. And so, Father, right now, I believe in my heart that Jesus died for me, that He shed His blood for me, that He rose for me, and that He's coming back again for me. And I confess with my mouth that He is my Lord and my Savior, Jesus Please forgive me of all my sin. I'm asking you to wash it away as far as the east is from the west. west. Thank you you for giving me your precious Holy Spirit. Spirit. And I ask you to fill me up today today with with your Holy Spirit. Wash me cleanse me, change me, purify me. I don't ever want to be the same again. Thank you, Lord, that I'm accepted, that I am loved, that I am washed in the blood, that I belong to you, you are my father, and I am your child. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I give you praise. I give you praise. Now just thank him right now. Say, thank you, Jesus. Just worship him. Just lift up your hand. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you. And Father, I pray for each and every lady and everybody watching. I thank you, Father, for your hand upon them. I thank you that for the seal of the Holy Spirit upon them. I thank you that you, that the blood of Jesus is upon them. That you protect them, that You watch over them, that the angels encamp around about them. I thank You, Lord, that, that on that day when we all stand before You, we will see each and every one of them, that not one of them will go astray, that not one of them will be lost. But I thank You, Lord, that they will, they will from this moment on, they will serve You with all of their heart. I thank You, Father, that they will, Your plan and Your purpose will be fully accomplished in their life in the time that they have remaining until Jesus comes again, until they see you face to face. I thank you, Father, that every promise that you've made will be fulfilled to them. And I thank you, everything that you've called them to be and raised them up to be, they will fulfill. And Father, whatever curse has been spoken over them, it it's dies right here. It goes back where it came from in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I, right now, I speak blessing. I speak blessing. I speak blessing. I speak blessing, I speak blessing. I speak blessing. Look at me. Look at me. Let me all the ladies here. I bless you, I bless you, I bless you. I bless you. I bless you, I bless you, I bless you, I bless you. I bless you and I bless you and I bless you and I bless you, and I bless you. I bless you, I bless you, you are blessed. I bless you, you are blessed in the blessing. You are blessed, I bless you, I bless you, bless you, bless you, and I bless you. And you can claim that promise that you are blessed and a blessing, amen. When you feel like less, when the devil lies to you, you can say, no, God has made me blessed and a blessing. Amen, hallelujah. It doesn't matter where you are now. It doesn't matter what you feel like. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've come from. Today's a new day, amen. And we don't speak death anymore over ourselves. We don't speak less. We don't, you you say, listen, nothing. If you say something bad about yourself, the Holy Ghost is gonna check you. And you only say about yourself what God's Word says about you, that you're a vessel unto honor, that, that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that you are a blessing, that you are precious, that you are valuable. Amen. Because that's what you are. You are precious and valuable to God. And it isn't going to lead it the way you feel. It's because He said so. And if He said so, it's so. Amen. 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 Amen.